Welcome to the podcast. Join Nate and Mike, lifelong friends, as they discuss stocks and investing. The name says it all. This This is is Two Buds Buds Talk Talk Stocks. Stocks. All opinions expressed by Nate and Mike are their own. Please do not buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Welcome to the pod. We are live. How are you doing on this glorious evening, Mike? You know, it's been a long time. I know you and I, we've wrapped a couple times and I owe you an apology. We've had some episodes, a little bit, a little bit on the negative side. And a lot of that's on my fault. Some of it's on yours. I know we're kind of trying to be positive today. I want to keep that positivity going. It's yeah. good to see you. It's, it's How are you great doing? to see you too. I'm doing well. And uh, an apology. It's like I've only been waiting 20 something years to hear one of those from you. So that's <laughs> right, right on. As long as you oh. can admit that you were wrong. And I got to tell you something. I'm pumped because I'm beating the market. And I'm going to tell you how I'm beating the market. This isn't a secret. And I'd like to get your take on it is when stocks were getting beat up and most importantly, ETFs. And look, I lost some confidence during the, you know, when we were down 20% was the S&P 500 was the max. We were down 20%. I was losing some confidence. And instead of me buying, and I'm not saying this, that you should do this or anyone Mm -hmm. else should do this. I'm just telling you what I did. I was feeling, uh, I was losing some confidence, feeling like I was getting beat up. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I was buying NVIDIA. NVIDIA kept going down. I was buying Starbucks. They kept going down. And uh, lately I've been buying a lot of ETFs because I know, you know what? They're, these are self-managed. or These are managed. People are going to, there's, you know, like for example, I've been buying a lot of the uh, Vanguard Informational Technology Fund, symbols VGT. And, um, you know, it hits 52-week low. There's 327 tech companies in there. I figured, you know what? I'm not the one that's going to be, I don't feel like I have the confidence to pick 327 tech companies. They're doing it all for me. And how, how I'm beating the market is that, you know, the VGT, I was buying it at right now, the VGT is trading at $360 a share. This is as of June 4th, excuse me, June 3rd, 2022. And I was buying it. It was trading at $360. I was buying it at $339, $341, $344, I bought some at $366. Um, again, that was back when it's probably pulled back a little bit. But the point I'm getting at is by me buying these, I'm actually not down what the S&P is right now as of today's pod. S&P is down year to date, 12.37%. There's been a rally. And how I'm beating the rally is just, you know, I've been buying these ETFs that are at 50. If I look at an ETF and I see 52-week low, I'm getting interested. The other thing too, Nate, and then I'm going to put it back on you, get your thoughts. There are two ETF ETFs that Vanguard offers. One's a dividend appreciation fund. One is the social ETF. Every Monday, automatically I'm buying shares that come directly out of my checking account. Um, I don't even have to think about it. It's automatically set up. It does it for me. And I've been doing it this whole year. So I'm buying it at these dips. I'm buying it at these rips. I'm buying it whenever I can. And I'm not down 20% or 12.37% because I'm continuously buying it. 
I looked recently, you know, I'm a big proponent on the uh, Vanguard Health ETF VHT. Mm -hmm. I'm down 2% year to date. That's down. I mean, I, we could look it up. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's definitely not down year to date 2% because I'm buying the dips and the rips. Thoughts? So the the first the the first thought too is that so you you were buying uh, VGT all the way on the on the way down, but uh, there's a good possibility that the S and P was going down just as much on those days. So if you compared it and made a mm. apples to apples comparison, and when you were buying VGT, so for example, if you know the date that you bought that at, we could use. Uh, dividend channel and look at the and look at the S&P and see and compare and see if where they are now if uh, if the technology is is up more than than the well, overall I see where you're going with this but here's like a quick quick look at it right now the VGT as of the 3rd of June was down 21.33% the S&P 500 I understand what you're saying was down is down 12.37% so when I was buying the VGT, I can almost guarantee it was down more than the S&P 500. Yeah, that's probably true too. But so it I'm is thinking it's if I'm misleading to say that you still could be up overall year to date more so than the market because we could technically, we could do an apples to apples comparison and put the mm. same dollar amount in into it. To a lot uh, to the S and P, and then compare for each one where they be, and that's really what I started doing for years and years. I just, especially when you when you think about this, is a, the best example of this works when you look at um, your uh, your four hundred one k contributions you're putting in every two weeks or whatever, and at the end of the year it looks like it's uh, it's crushed the market a lot of times when it's going down or when it's going up too. But somewhere along the line, I started thinking it's just like I don't know if that's a true apples to apples comparison because when it compares it to the S and P, it's basically just doing it if you purchased a an amount at the beginning of the year and wrote it to the end of the year. But if you were doing the same thing and adding to the S and P every two weeks, the same dollar amount would uh that's probably gives you a truer sense if you're your point you're probably right if i was buying the s p 500 every day from january 1st i would be i would be probably up higher than the 12.37 percent wouldn't you think yes so there's actually a very easy way to determine this too whether you use if you use any sort of spreadsheet to track whether you're using google um um what is it, uh, Google Sheets, or if you use something like um, Microsoft Excel, there's a formula, it's called IRR, individual rate of return, and you can just Google how to how to use it, but it allows you to do for cash flows, so it's an actual money-weighted return, meaning that you can put the date that you made the investment, you can put the investment in, and then you can just make each cell a a date and then the next sell the actual dollar amount and then you can actually put your, what your actual current balance is for your for your for your portfolio and the current date and you can run that formula and then it'll tell you what your annualized return would be and then of course you could do the same thing for the uh, for the S and P or something like that and that would give you a true truer sense if you really are beating the overall market and that's what I really started doing this year. I'm happy to say that one of my accounts is is uh is beating the market i have an individual account that i invest in and that one is doing better but my my ira accounts a lot of those again are those heavy growth oriented stocks and those ones mm -hmm. are still 
the markets the markups walloping me if I had made uh, investments on the uh, on the same dates for the same well, amount. And I think the point that you and I are both getting at, by the way, from um, is that by actively being in bed, and here's the thing, if you, I can't, I don't want you to think that if you just throw money at any stock, you're always going to beat the market. I mean, you could keep throwing a tell doc and who knows what you're getting. Again, my confidence level was a little shot because I'm down huge on a lot of these Starbucks, NVIDIA, Netflix, Google, um, Amazon, that I felt like, look, I'm going to just leave this to the ETFs and do the work for me. And it depends when you buy in too. Mm -hmm. But the point I'm getting at is just, if you just keep buying, you're going to be okay. As long as you're buying the right things though, I guess. Plug, uh, plug to this uh, book that I just read, this uh, blogger, Nick Majuli, he just wrote a book and it's called Just Keep Buying. And uh, he has a lot of data in there about um, that regardless if the market's up, regardless if it's down, just keep buying. So I've and got again, a little uh, trivia nice. question for you. Mm -hmm. 2010, 2022, the Vanguard Technology Innovation Technology Information Technology ETF versus the S&P 500, which is up higher? Um, say again, what were the date 2010, ranges? January 2010 mm -hmm. to June 3rd, 2022, which is mm -hmm. up higher. The Vanguard Information Technology ETF, VGT, or the S&P 500? Uh, hands down, without a doubt, I can confidently say that it's the uh, VGT. VGT is 626% versus 356% for the S&P 500. Yeah, we're talking like a, a two times outperformance. This goes back, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. Technology has been the the best performing sector, probably going back at least 30 years. And I don't know if it would be even more if you went longer, but I would also venture a, a pretty confident guess that over the next 30 years, technology is still going to outperform the broad market. Well, and here's to your original point. And I understand what you were kind of saying and doing of, hey, if you just threw your money in the S&P 500 every day, whatever, every week, you probably would still be beating the market as well. One of the reasons why, and this is just what I do, I'm not saying it's right or wrong or you have to do it. I looked at the tech ETF was down substantially more than the S&P 500. And I look at that as an opportunity to, to buy when you're buy companies when they're at 52 week lows, sell them when they're at 52 week highs, you know, I mean, I, the other thing too, and you know, there's a, the Vanguard communication service index fund VOX, and, you know, I was, that's down 24% year to date. That's down more than the S&P 500. To your point, I could just throw it in the S&P 500. I'm seeing that, look, if it's down 24%, that means it could go up 48%. It's top 10 holdings in here. And, you know, we, we can talk about individual stocks here. Facebook, Google, Disney, Netflix, Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, Charter, and T-Mobile you know, I'm buying these at the 52 week low. I'm buying them at 95, 50, uh, 96, 25, uh, 95, 85. And right now it's trading at 102. And so I'm actually up on the VOX because I bought, and I'm not trying to say like I timed the market perfectly. I'm just saying when I look at 52 week lows, and this is where I use 
um, ThinViz is you can look at 52-week ranges for companies. When I see companies like Starbucks, who I've been adding a lot to, and it's at a 52-week low, I'm more likely to buy a company at a 52-week low versus something that's not a 52-week low. Like, for example, let me get your thoughts and ask what you would do. The uh, Vanguard High Dividend Yield Fund, it's got gas in there, oil, um, you name it. Um, it's only down 0.81% year to date. It's 52 week low was 101. It's trading at 110 right now. It, it never hit its 52 week low because it's got so much oil in there and oil and gas in there. And I wouldn't buy that. I'm rather buying something that it's just been hit a lot harder. What do you think? Well, a couple of things there too. Um, one of the things that we talk about that I like about if you wanted to invest in uh, ETFs, again, the same way that you can invest in individual companies that uh, are companies that you believe in or, or the vision of the future that you want to see. So you mentioned oil and gas. So that, uh, that dividend appreciation fund that had uh, oil and gas in it probably wouldn't be my cup of tea. I'm not, not a fan of it, but investing in communications, investing in technology, investing in healthcare are all things that um, I really like and I think are going to define our, our future. So you could just you could buy those, those funds into, individually and you can slice this any way you want. I was looking at a stat here while you were talking. This is, this is some this is good stuff. I'm going to hit the listeners with some, some numbers here. This is going back to VGT because uh, I don't think I mentioned this, but I recently, I, uh, I bought some, uh, some VGT as well. It's, nice. Uh, yeah, it's Welcome probably, to the party, pal. Yeah, I, um, it's probably the only index fund that, um, that I hold, but this goes back to the whole idea too, that I just realized the more I do this, the harder and harder it, um, it gets to actually beat the, uh, the index or the market. But a lot mm. of the companies that are in the VGT are companies that um, I own anyways. I also like it too, because- You're although- doubling, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but to me, with the VGT, I'm just doubling down on assets of individual companies. And we're going to do the top 10 holdings that I already own. Go ahead, Nate. It's, um, it's, I like it too, because there's companies in here that- um, like if you looked at FinViz as far as the sector that they're in, that they wouldn't be classified as technology. A good example of this is it has Visa and MasterCard in it. And you can very mm-hmm. much look at those as financial companies, but you could also very look at them as, as FinTech companies. Agreed. Uh, Twilio's in, in there and Twilio is, it works a lot with, uh, with, with apps. So it's looked at as a communication company, but I still think that it is a technology. So that's one thing I first say that, I like it. Um, PayPal is also in here too. And another thing that I would think of, it's, is it more financial? Is it more tech? Well, it doesn't matter. It's FinTech and it's in here. But here's the stat I was looking at. So I was just looking at the uh, the top 20 holdings for um, for uh, for the VG. By the way, before you go further, every stock you listed, I hate all of those. <laughs> I hate except, PayPal. Except that you own all of them. Some of them you I know, I know. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so first- Wait, thing before was- you go again too. What'd you buy in at? Um, Entry point. Let's see. Got a spreadsheet here. I can see that. 344. Ooh. Nice entry, dude. Yeah. Nice. Again, it's like you said, you're never, you're never going to time the bottom. You're never going to sell at the top, but just getting in. These are some of the uh, best things I've done is, Looking back at the pandemic too, I mean, I um, I can't remember it was the day that um, when the 
when that uh, that short little bear market there, when it hit, I think it was like March 16th or 20s, it was there that that's when it would hit that all time low. And I just remembered that I made a uh, um, a purchase of a bunch of different stuff on that day. And at the time, there's no way I could have known, but it's always fun to look back at the brokerage and see those prices because for so many of those purchases too, on the way back up, those are way underwater, but I can always look at that day as like March 23rd. And it was like, well, at least I bought on this day too. And those are looking a lot better. But the, uh, the top 20 holdings, what do you think that the percentage of the overall fund, we said that there's 367 companies in the VGT, just the top 20 companies, no cheating there and looking at Vanguard's page. What do you think? Too late. Uh, I got it right here in front yeah, of me. I knew you were doing that because I could see you looking intently. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for the record, and I think I brought up earlier in the pod, my entry point, 339 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really I, good too. Well, I, yeah. And I, again, I know we brought it up earlier. I have it in 344, 349, 366. Um, this is crazy because I know where you're going with this. I didn't mean to steal your thunder, but if I'm reading this right, 26% of the funds exposure is Apple, right? Yeah. So when you look at the uh, the big dog, the number one holding, it's Apple. No surprise, because even some of those other funds that you mentioned, whether it's the, the Vanguard um, S&P fund, it's, Apple's going to be a large percentage. Or if you're looking at even the um, the dividend one, I think Apple's in there now that it, it's paid a dividend mm-hmm. for 10 years. But 22% is a lot. But when you look at those top 20 holdings there, it's crazy. When you take those 20 stocks, it's something like over 70% of the total portfolios is just in the top 20 names. Well, I'm okay with this. You want to go? I, dude, I well, love- If we go through them, the only thing- that I would, some of them. The only thing I would say is there's one thing that I'm, that obviously if you catch based on these top 20, there is a lot of overlap in one particular industry within technology. So, and here's the thing. I bought more Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, let me actually, let's see if I can find this. And, you know, and this is the thing I was listening to a lot of our previous episodes. Producer Tom was actually telling me some statistics to bring up for some of this is that we've been talking about this since day one. Have money ready. Mm-hmm. Have money set aside. So when the market comes down, whether you're buying it on the dip, buying it on the rip, whatever, whether you're buying an ETFs like I am, or whether you're buying individual stocks or whatever the case may be, just keep buying. I bought Apple at $140 and 34 cents a share. Yeah. And it's like, you know, again, it was a lower than that. I think it was, I bought some more at 142.87. I bought some at 174. So you can give me a hard time. Well, you bought it at 174. What you know, you're a sucker. But I bought it at 140. And when I'm buying that VGT, it's probably around the same time I was buying Apple at 140. I'm just tripling down on Apple. That's mm-hmm. all I'm doing. Um, let's you know what? I'll have you take this over. Give me your thoughts on the uh top 20 holdings so i was doing this and i went down i was looking even a little little further because when you go to vanguard's page there you can look at the holdings and kind of yep. click to the next page and you can sort it by how much is in the is the total portfolio so going down even a couple pages looking at like the top 30 stocks it, it even gets a little more so i'm going to just name some companies here and i think pretty yep. quickly you'll you'll put it together what what industry i'm talking about so in the top 30 you have marvell and then you have 
LAM technologies, uh, Micron technologies, Applied Technologies, Texas Instruments, Qualcomm, AMD, Intel, Broadcom, and NVIDIA. So I don't know how many is that, that I named there, but it's it's pretty obvious what industry we're, we're talking about with those names. Yeah. That's It's very, if I notice anything, just out of the top 30 holdings in there, there's a lot of semiconductors. Well, by the way, correction of the pod, 357 holdings. What did I say? 327? Yeah, I think I said 367 too, so you're both wrong. You just sat them together. Well, and here's what's crazy. Good. Here's And this is why I like the VGT is what is, I'm sorry, what is ADP doing in there? The it payroll? Does, I mean, I, I get, go ahead. I'll get I was going to say, I think it's um because it's uh it's a uh, software that uh, does the payment processing. I mean, no, I, I, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's all right. Okay. I mean, it's a little, okay, here are my borderline picks. Here's my borderline. Should it or should it not be in the uh, Vanguard information technology ETF? By the way, keep buying. It's down 21%. It, what you said, you, I'm just reiterating your good points, which uh, Tom, you want to edit that out? Uh, <laughs> Top holding Apple, second top holding Microsoft. I do not own Microsoft individually, but when I keep adding to these companies, I feel like an individual shareholder because I'm just, I have so much Microsoft exposure, NVIDIA. Not only that, just to go back to your top two holdings, Apple and Microsoft, we said the top 20 is roughly 70% of the portfolio. If I'm reading this correctly, the top two holdings, Apple and Microsoft, are roughly 40% of the portfolio. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's where... Go ahead. Uh, to, I mean, if you want to think about this in in, in terms is uh, for for our listeners too. If you think about, it, if you were able to put one hundred dollars in this fund, that one hundred dollars is buying what do we say three hundred and fifty seven total companies, but forty of those dollars right there are going to just Apple and Microsoft. If I'm if I'm doing the math wrong, if we're yeah. uh, right, if we're saying forty percent, that's that's a lot for just two companies. But a lot of this too is because. Apple hasn't gone down 22%, right? It's weighted. Microsoft hasn't gone down 22%. The third top holding is NVIDIA. NVIDIA is down what? Uh, we talked about on last week's pod. Um, let's take a look here. NVDA. People are screaming. I was like, you talk about, I mean, NVIDIA is down. Where am I not seeing this here? They're 50. I mean, I'm not seeing how it's weird. I've not seen how far they are down year to date. It's probably down more than the overall. Um, oh my VGT gosh. It's fund. down 35%. I mean, there's minimum. plenty of plenty of names in here. I mean, you scroll down and you got things like um, DocuSign in, in this, in this uh, portfolio this and DocuSign's probably, I don't know. It's down well over 30 percent you talk about some docusan's probably 65 yeah well here's here's your point right because i got off topic here apple microsoft nvidia tech 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 semiconductors blah blah coming in number four visa yeah visa and mastercard back to back in 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 yeah four and five cisco i love cisco adobe intel you're right and then salesforce by the way they had a killer quarter yeah they crushed it with those numbers too Jeez. 
And that's just what I, we, here's what I don't like about earnings. And this is a little hot take is those first couple of companies that said they're changing guidance, they lost 25, 30%. Microsoft comes out and they're like, yeah, we're going to change guidance and they're down 3%. They're like, well, yeah, we already know that. Yeah. But if they, if Microsoft reported before the other five or six, you know, big companies that came out and were going to change the guidance, they'd be down 25%. Or maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they're, maybe it's like, in, uh, maybe it's like basketball with Jordan too. He's always going to get the benefit. If like that wasn't a foul and the ref's like, Oh yeah, I guess it wasn't a foul. Yeah. I, think just, I guess like, that was a good quarter. Yeah. He's right. He's just, you got home cooking too, but then sometimes I mean, the biggest stars in the league, right? I mean, they get the calls all the time. Like you want to think that here's a question up? for you is that I've been doing a lot of my, uh, ETF talk here and I've been doing my T-Pay electronic ETF and I'm wondering if I should just double down on the VGT because I still get PayPal exposure. I still get Visa exposure. I still get MasterCard exposure. I still get squares in the top 20. I was, but, I was thinking about this too, along those lines. I, I hadn't thought about T-Pay until you just mentioned it, but you do have an overlap. And I would also say too, there's probably still even though um, Kathy Wood's art fund is a lot of other things, it still is very heavy technology based too. So you could probably mm-hmm. make an argument that if you wanted to simplify your life and you could just buy the, the VGT and again, 357 companies, regardless if those top 20 are weighted so heavily that you're still getting quite a bit of uh, exposure and diversification and probably the, um, the best performing sector. Well, I mean, not right now, but long, long-term, I think it will be. It just goes back to my original point. I mean, the VGT, we're down 21.33%. I was buying it when it was down 24%. Um, and here's the thing too, again, going back to that ETF and my personal competence is, you know, when I buy NVIDIA, I don't know if NVIDIA is going to be around in 10 years. I really don't. The VGT will be around in 10 years. Most likely. I mean, and nothing's guaranteed you know, with Vanguard, who knows what happens, but that VGT fund we're talking about, it's going to be there in 10 years. The health the healthcare ETF will be there in 10, 15 years and just dollar cost averaging. It just gives me a lot of confidence for that. So you, so this is your first ETF, huh? Yeah. I haven't bought um, an ETF and I don't know if I've bought it before. Way back in the day, I had some mutual funds and then I got into stocks and then I don't think I had any actual ETFs and this one I'm starting to look about in just one of my uh, individual brokerage accounts where I'm um, where I'm making consistent uh, contributions. It got to this thing where I was looking at a lot of the companies that I was adding to anyways. There a lot of them were technology companies to begin with. They're all getting hammered. And I was thinking, well, instead of trying to just pick and mince and match all these names, I mean, it's like Jack Bogle says, instead of trying to find the needle in the haystack, just buy the haystack. So I've started doing that. What a great saying. That is, it's a really cool quote. The other thing too, is that I've also, um, I pulled back a little, not on contributing, but the amount of times I was contributing. I mean, it was going down day over day, week over week. We had that stretch where it was what, seven weeks in a row where, where the market was down. And I was, uh, I was doing just consistent stuff day to day or week to week, but somewhere along the line, I was like, well, I mean, I, this is going down and I think it's going down for a while. Why don't I just spread out those, those buys? And, uh, when I actually make it, I'll just 
get more dollars in at a, at a, at a lower price. So it's the exact opposite when you think when your dollar cost averaging on the way up. And I still think the market, even though it's rallied here a little bit is, is going to go down more. So long way of saying I've just started doing monthly stuff the last few months. I've just been buying on the, uh, the first of the month. And again, it's very easy to just put it all in the, uh, in an index fund like the uh, VGT. Two points. I've been doing the complete opposite and that's why I feel good. And I feel like I know, I mean, it's as I tell my wife, I'm like, all right, just trust me in 48 to 68 months, we may be ahead, but I've been actually, I checked my, and it's hard. And I know we've talked about it before in the pod. I'm not saying I recommend this. I check my account every day, every morning. And depending on what the market's doing, I just, keep buying back in. If the market is down huge, I'm buying huge. If it's up huge, I don't buy a lot. And I'm just always adding to the market. And it's funny because the old cocktail advantage, you know, you go to a cocktail party and people are like, oh, geez, you do a podcast? Well, what's your favorite stock? I'm like, I like ETFs. And they look at you like, this, I'm, I'd rather drink like a, a hard seltzer yeah. lemonade or whatever than talk to you about it. Cause this is boring, but, but, but I, I think everything you're saying makes sense. And that's my whole point. The ETFs and so instead, that's the, why I buy the ARC fund and I'm down 25% and I keep adding to the ARC instead of trying to buy the needle in the hay, haystack. I'm just buying the, the haystack. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I do it a little differently in retirement accounts though, because that money is, is uh, I mean, I can't draw down on it now anyway, without penalty, the idea is it's going to be there for the later years. So I can feel I can take a little more risk with that. So that one, I haven't done anything with ETFs and those I'm still just sticking to the big quality, uh, the big name companies that generate um, cash, buyback shares, pay dividends. And right now more so than anything, I just, when I get dividends from one company, I just take that cash and, uh, and spread it out as a get instead of reinvesting. And um, I like that I have a good balance of of uh, companies that pay dividends. So I consistently from week to week, I'm getting some form of uh, cash there. And that I will just, I won't wait till the end of the month or the beginning of the next. I'll just reinvest it as I, as I go along. Okay. So what are those? And by the way, I got some, some listener mail, like I, we get it. You like you're on an ETF, you know, kick right now. I have tons of individual stocks. You said you're buying individual big stocks big companies that keep making earnings. Um, already, I'm going to tell you quick of mine. We don't have to get through them. I want to hear yours. You can give me more feedback. I've been buying Target. I know, feel free to jump off the pod now. I'm buying Target. Um, I'm buying uh, Cisco. I'm buying uh, NVIDIA. I'm buying Starbucks. And um, those are really the, and those are really right now as of, just being honest, and those in the ETFs I mentioned, that's all I've been buying. And Apple, so in Netflix, um, what, what what have you been buying then? What are those companies, um, those big companies you've been buying? By the way, I'm looking to buy some Procter & Gamble next week because I feel like I've been kind of ignoring them just because they've been performing well, beating the market. I feel like I got to give them some love too. So what have you been buying? Yeah, this goes back to... Um... Water, water your. I um, mean, don't water your weeds. Pull your weeds and water your grass type thing. So some of the the companies I've been buying are the ones that I've owned the longest, and those are the ones that have performed the best. So uh, instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, just keep adding to those. So names like Apple, United nice. Health, 
uh, nice. Chipotle. Oh, Master real Card, nice. Google, Amazon, Mercado Libre. Um, I bought. Uh, I just uh, received a dividend from uh, from Sherwin Williams, so I just I bought more into all those names. And then uh, I mean things like Nike again, Sherwin Women nice. Williams there. Shopify has done very well for me. Home Depot, Starbucks, Trade Desk. Again, these are ones that you look at them right now over the course of the last year, and none of these names are up. But this speaks to the whole thing what we're talking about. Zoom out three plus years, five plus years, 10 years. And uh, some of these names, I mean, these were the first individual stocks that I really started buying back in, in 2015. So even though they've been hammered here recently with the, along with the market. That's a good batch. Good. Yeah. I think I uh, was saying good over one of the stocks you said between a um, couple before Apple, what were those? So I like to cut you off on one. Uh, what was it? Apple, United Health, Chipotle, MasterCard. MasterCard. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was, again, that was my original financial play. I mean, we can call it FinTech, whatever you want, but that one, I was just, we've talked about that one over the years and it just, it makes me think of um, a lot of um, the idea of, of Coca-Cola in the sense when times are good, people want to drink Coca-Cola and when times are bad, they want to drink Coca-Cola and the same when, when people, uh, when money's tight, they may not spend as much, but they're still using a credit card to do so. And when they have disposable cash to spend, it's just like, well, let's spend it and put it on the credit card. So you can make the same ar argument for, for Visa as well. But I just like- I feel like when I buy it. my uh, Vanguard healthcare ETF, the VHT, I'm just buying United Health. Like I just yeah, it's probably feel... the, it's Jane. I'm thinking the same way. Um, Apple and Mastercard are big in the. Uh, the tech one, I would bet Microsoft, you, you mean? Yeah, uh, Microsoft and Apple in uh, in the healthcare one. Is it like uh, United Healthcare and Johnson and Johnson? Yep. Or the, yeah, absolutely. By the way, those are all fantastic picks. If you have any questions about any of what we've talked about today or something we missed, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Two Buds Talk Stocks or on Gmail at Two Buds Talk Stocks. And occasionally we post pictures on Instagram at Two Buds Talk Stocks. And if you listen to us on a platform like Apple, where you can leave a rating or review, please do so. It might help bump us up in the algorithm and get more listeners. Until next time, thanks for listening.